0: You're listening to nothing but the best of internet marketing talk, and you're listening to The David Conley Show, and here's your host, David Conley. Hey, 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 how you doing, folks? David Connolly here, coming at you from DCRadioNetwork.com. Hello to all the people from iTunes. Hello to all the people from Stitcher. 10,000 shows, 6 million listeners, and they put us on the homepage. How cool is that, people? Thank you very much to Rachel for that. Um, Today's show, uh, ah, there is so much to go through here, today I'm going to be talking about Codeigniter versus Laravel versus Symphony 2. Now let me lay my cards on the table, I'm not much of an expert in these things and I'm coming at this more from the point, point of view of a guy who needs some advice and help than a guy who's here. To preach about what the best framework is. It's funny, you know, um, let me give you folks a quick SEO tip. If you ever want to have thousands of visitors, okay, like overnight, all you have to do is build a web page and put in, you know, pick a few frameworks and then write the word verses between them. So, uh, you know, this uh, should be interesting. I've basically been looking at all of the frameworks lately. You know, there's a lot of change. And I, I've narrowed it down to CodeIgniter, Laravel, and Symfony 2. So I shall be running some thoughts past you, and maybe it will help you, especially if you're a web developer. Um, I'm also going to be talking about why I think I think it's time. One moment. I think it's time that we maybe had a serious think about boycotting Internet Explorer. Uh yes, indeed, I have some radical ideas and even though it may be blowing the future sponsorship opportunities, I think that's uh, there is actually a case for that um which I'm going to talk about in just a moment. Um and I have so so much to talk I'm go- I'm also going to be telling you a little bit about the plans, the exciting plans for the Web Development Club, um, or even the Insider Club, if that's what you're into. If you don't know what I'm talking about, head to dcradionetwork.com, sign up, take the trip. There is some awesome things happening soon. But first, before all of that, let me answer a quick question. It uh, came in just last night, actually. This one comes all the way from who knows where. <laughs> okay, here we go. How the question came in from Fahmi. Fahmi, that's F-A-H-M-I. Everyone, as you know, on the web has an exotic name except me. Anyway, he says, um, let me have a look here. Happy Coding, what a nice uh, title for a message. He said, I listened to most of your podcasts. They are informative, encouraging, and fun. I spent the whole day listening to your podcasts and writing down notes. So far, I have developed three humble web applications using CodeIgniter. Now I have two choices. I either take my customized CI to a HMVC, as you suggested, and improve it from there, Or just move to Yi and put CI aside. I find Yi to have a wider range of feature but has a steep learning curve. It will take me one or two months to be productive. I feel uh, that can distract me from taking my CI skills to a higher level. Meanwhile, I just started to get better and more proficient at CI. I got a real project team that requires Yi. I have the option to go on with Yi or dump Sorry, to go on with CI or dump CI and focus on YI. Since you have 10 plus years in web development, I personally need your advice and suggestion. So, uh, some questions which might seem ridiculous. One, what is the key to success in web development? Two, after all these years, how do you manage being an expert at more than one framework at a time? Do you have a magical technique? I find myself I can focus at limited things once I get exposed to learn many technologies at once I collapse I lose interest in creativity and it becomes ten times more stressful than fun your advice matters have a good day well thank you so much indeed fami there is so much in that email and I think it's safe to say most of us can actually really identify with what you're saying there you know uh, especially when it comes to learning lots of things and things become ten times more stressful and all that. Um, gee, actually, I think there's a, probably enough for about two months in that message. But let me go through each of these things one by one, and I'll give you my take on things. First of all, um, the key to success in web development, and you know, I've been here ten years, listen, listen. Let me just say something, okay? If I if I ever come on here <laughs> and start uh bragging about being a brilliant web developer, in 5 minutes I'm going to have an entire legion of 15-year-old geniuses hacking every website that I've ever built, <laughs> you know? Um I I mean, I suppose we all have our own definitions of what success is. Some of us, you know, would define success as a uh, technical success. You know, you, you think of people like that guy, is it Fabian or Fabian from the Symphony Universe? There's a guy called, I think, Taylor, who seems to be a technical genius doing things with Laravel. Um, and I suppose for some people that's success, you know? Of course. The other definition of success is money. Um, I have opinions on all of these and I'll give you them, but let me tell you that my definition of success is nothing to do with any of those. You want to know how I define success, Fami? My idea of success is being able to do this. I'm heading... So the window, now if you're on the website you'll see that we have a live video stream and I'm looking outside, and you know something? It's quite a cold day, I think I'll just stay in, but if it were a nice day, maybe I would go out, maybe I would go round the park and smell the flowers, that, my friend, is success At least to me it is. I'm talking about freedom of time and location. And you don't need to be a millionaire or a genius developer to have that. I mean really and truly for me the ultimate measure of success is do you have the freedom to go wherever you want and do you have the time to do whatever you want whenever you want. If you don't then You've came to the right place because this is what we're all about here. Freedom of time, freedom of location. But let me give you a couple of tips on the web development front specifically. First of all, um, I suppose I have to talk about the technical side of things, okay? Now, I do, I really, really should give the disclaimer, right? I'm not claiming to be a genius or anything like that, okay? I'm, I have things that I'm good at, you know, I'm fast, I build sites that seem to get to the top of Google, and uh, I have built sites, a few of them which have gone on and made millions. and I'm not saying that to be arrogant. It's just a fact. Um, you know, I, I'm a commercial guy. In terms of technical stuff, the best, there's really two two pieces of, of advice that I can give you that really made the difference for me the first piece of advice is surround yourself by good people who really know what they're talking about you need to find people who are technically very good now they may not be brilliant at everything they may not be great at design or um you know maybe not too good at marketing or search engine optimization, but if you can find experts, make friends with the experts, you know? And don't try and have some one-sided relationship where you're just hassling people. Try and help them from time to time, you know? So I have ex I'm I'm always, always trying to make friends with experts. That's the vibe. And I try and help them back, you know, in in some way. Now, you might be saying, well, how can I help some guru expert? You can always help. You can maybe give them a little link. You can maybe, I don't know, mention them on your blog or something like that. Maybe you have some advice that you can pass on to them, you know. I mean, um, last week, I hooked up with a guy who is an expert at IT security. I mean, the guy just knows so much more than me. And I think it was quite clear, (laughs) probably from his perspective, that I was just, you know, nipping his brain, trying to get uh, tips. But, you know, I was also trying to give him something. So I had a look at his website, and I said, look, if you want, I'll give you some advice to do with, uh, you know, text and... uh, how your website looks and all of that. Now I'm not entirely sure if he even wanted the advice, but at least there is an effort to give something back in return, you know. Um I wonder if I should message the folks on Skype. I've I've kind of kept quiet because I have a I actually have a video stream and a live chat room today on the website. Can you believe it? But I haven't told anyone yet, so I'm looking on the site and it says, like, two people viewing, you know. Um, anyway, I'll probably let them figure it out themselves. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, I'll, I, actually, someone's on Skype. I'll just let them know that I'm, a, I'm on doing a little show. Um, let me tell you a couple of things about security while we're on the subject. Uh, you've probably heard of the the four levels of competence you've heard people like Kevin Trudeau talking about this, so you basically have unconscious incompetence when you're that's when you're rubbish at something, but you don't know that you're rubbish at it. then you have conscious incompetence, which is when you're rubbish at it, but you know that you're rubbish at it then you have Conscious competence where you can do something, maybe you can do it quite well, but you have to really think about what you're doing. And then, my people, you have the last level, the grasshopper level, the Bruce Lee level, the unconscious incompetence level, where you're really good at things and you don't need to think about it. Now, there's certain things for which you have reached the unconscious competence level. Am I getting my competencies and incompetencies mixed up here? I don't know. If I have, then <laughs> now you know why I'm not a self help guy. Um, you know, we, we can tie our shoelaces without thinking about it. Some of us can drive bicycles and all that stuff. So you're conscious. Sorry. Ah, oh, forget it. End of speech. But here is the point. I don't need to preach to you guys about this stuff, right? Here is the key point. When it comes to IT security, to all you web developers, to all you PHP people, there are basically two levels of competence. There's the unconscious incompetence level, which is where you haven't really got a clue what you're doing, okay? Uh, but you don't realise that. So you go along life blissfully unaware of how vulnerable everything is. This is the world of IT security. Now, there is a second level of competence for you developers. And if you work really hard, you can reach the second level. And you know what the second level is? It's comp... Uh, sorry... It's conscious incompetence. That is the second level. Conscious incompetence. And you're like, you know, I can hear folks thinking, well, what does that mean? I mean, you mean we can never figure this stuff out? Yes, people, you will never figure this stuff out unless, unless you are an IT security expert like the guy who I met last week. He has worked with Google and he's worked with um, the Ministry of Defense, banks, you name it. I shan't give any names because they're a paranoid bunch. But let me tell you folks something that I've learned. Security and web development and design and SEO and AdWords, and usability, and all that stuff, copywriting, they are all completely different things. And the best advice I can give you folks is, um, if you think you know about this stuff, you probably are in the unconscious competence level. You know, I was watching a video last week from a real heavyweight security guy from uh, OWASP, And he said in his presentation, you know, he was an expert on encryption and all that. And he said, basically, you know, we're all going to get hacked, okay? I mean, all of the sites are wide open. We're all going to get hacked, right? The best thing we can do is come up with a good story. That's the goal, you know. And that was his words: just come up with a good story (laughs) to explain why you got hacked. Am I sounding pessimistic today? I didn't mean to sound pessimistic. Anyway, back to the whole thing. You're talking about technical stuff here, talking about um, how to become technically better. Well... As I say, I think the best thing you can do is surround yourself with good people. I have some really cool people. Um, Derek, I mean, I'm so lucky. Derek's been on here. He lives just half a mile down the road. And he's always keeping in, in touch with new stuff. It's really, really cool. He recently told me about Twitter bootstrap and... He told me about Zend2, the new PHP framework, and he's demonstrating, he's always showing me new stuff. Derek is a fantastic uh, contact. I have contacts on the show as well. There's people who listen here, um, people on YouTube coming along, and it's really, really fantastic. So the best thing I can say is surround yourself with good people. And listen, that does not mean go hang about a forum. In my opinion, discussion forums are the worst places for a web developer to hang out, okay? If you like people saying, go read the manual, then you'll be very much at home on a discussion forum. But whenever I look at discussion forums, I just see very talented developers who are flat broke and struggling, you know? And actually, that's a nice little link up to the second point. The keys, we're talking about the keys to success in web development. Um, There is, of course, the financial aspect. And, you know, I I don't want to, again, I don't want to come on and pretend that I'm super, you know, Mr. Successful or anything. The truth of the matter is I'm uh, on the tail end of some pretty heavy Physical challenges, man. I've been ill for a few months and I lost an assistant developer. Uh, I owe the tax man some money, you know. So I have uh, challenges and, you know, I'm I'm just trying to be honest. Can you appreciate the vibe? I'm just trying to be honest. Um, However, having said all of that, I have probably made more money from web development than any of you guys listening to this show. And I know that sounds incredibly cocky, but, you know, my self-esteem needs me to be cocky sometimes. Um, I would say the the most expensive website that I've ever been involved in, it's funny, you know, because... Uh, <laughs> I, I know you guys, and some of you guys are going on Elance, and you're going on Fiverr, And you're hanging about Craigslist and places like that. And you guys are selling websites for like $5 or £200 and stuff. And everybody loses, by the way. Everybody loses. You want to know what the most expensive website I was involved in was? It was £200,000. A fifth of a million. That's the record so far. Now, to be honest... I wasn't the only person in on that, so I cannot claim full credibility. If you're talking about like, uh, you know, a site that the only I've done and, and no one else was involved at all, the record for me is £80,000 so far, okay? Sorry, correction, dollars, $80,000. It was £50,000 and that's about $80,000, I think, yeah, anyway. Um, now, most of you guys have never been in that league. Most of you guys are probably struggling to go over three figures and I could really talk at length about why I think there's these kind of things going on, these strange differences. I mean anyone who's checked out the uh, YouTube videos that I've done, the web development tutorials and whatnot you'll see that I'm not any technical genius compared to you guys. I'm not, you know, I'm not some pioneer of the IT universe. But let me tell you why guys like me are selling applications for five-figure sums and guys like you, some of you, are trying to sell sites for $5 on Fiverr.com. Here's one of the key differences, right? I've said this before, but I'll say it again. There's basically two rules, as far as I'm concerned, for running a successful web development business. The first rule is, the customer is always right. You want to know the second rule? If you're a listener, you've heard it before. The second rule is, if the customer is wrong, go back to the first rule. And what I'm talking about here, folks, is being super cool. Do you hear this? Can you handle it? Now let me give you an example of what being cool means, okay? Right. Let's talk about technical support, okay? Let's talk about technical support. Most of you guys when you launch a website, your technical support policy is, I'm going to launch this site and hopefully there won't be any problems, but if you need any tweaks or anything, just give me a phone call, and if it's within the first two weeks, and if it's reasonable, then maybe I'll help you out, okay? And this is the vibe, and I have friends who who write very elaborate contracts to this effect, you know, they have lawyers and everything, and they're basically gone into detail, and what it amounts to is, when you give clients these crappy arrangements, you know, a two-week contract of technical support, or let's say you launch a site and you say, I'll help you for one month. If there's any problems, if there's any faults, I'll help you for one month. And what they think is that by doing this, they're going to stop themselves from being bothered by people who are going to just hassle them, you know, problem clients, right? They're crap clients, let's face it. I can appreciate the logic but you see here's what really happens listen to the words of the guy who has been doing this since 1996 okay listen to the words of the guy when you go around your clients and you say, I'm gonna give you just two weeks of technical support or you know a week or a month or something like that what happens is there's a number of things but the first thing that happens is the clients say right quick we've only got two weeks everybody check the site we're staying up all night and we're going to check every single form every picture everything get it sorry ah, two weeks holy crap, quick get it ah. that's what happens when you give people two weeks of technical support <coughs> pardon me You want to know how much technical support I give my clients? Would you like to know how much technical support the guy who charges five and six figure sums for websites gives his clients? I give every client and I don't care whether they're having an entire IT infrastructure or just a contact us form fixed. When you hire me, you get two years technical support and I'm not talking Crappy, you know, ticket systems don't hassle me, don't give me any grief. I'm talking telephone based technical support. And as a matter of fact, with uh, when I go into the five figure range, as I did three weeks ago, and when I sell a site for five figures, most of the time I'll go on the admin panel and I'll put up, I'll actually have it right on top of the admin panel. Any problems call this number, and I give those people my mobile number, my cell phone number. You folks have probably never lived in this universe because quite frankly, you've probably not thought this through. But you see, when you give that kind of technical support to clients, some amazing things happen. Check this out, the first thing that happens is the client says, this guy is cool. Unlike the other developers, he's not just giving them, you know, a, a, a couple of weeks and some heavy contract. He's not just, you know, acting like some kind of doc. He's given us two years, that's super cool. And he's even given us training videos and, and all sorts of help, sometimes in person. This guy is cool and you get recommendations. That's the first thing that happens. The second thing that happens when you give two years technical support. Now this sounds, this is going to sound kind of strange, right? This is the weirdest thing ever. But when you actually give people two years technical support, everybody just relaxes. Everyone is cool. They don't stay up at night saying Is this compatible with a ColecoVision? you don't have any of that rubbish, everyone just relaxes, everyone's cool and you don't get any hassle, it's just fine it's nice, it's sunshine and smiles, everything is cool and here's the last thing that happens when you give people a two year technical support arrangement, the last thing is you actually become a better developer because think about it if you know that Your neck is on the line for two years with every single site you build, then you better be at the top of your game or you're going down. So that's why I have websites up that were built in 2004 and they're still going strong. Commercial websites, you know, some of them are bringing in many thousands every week. I'm not talking about marketing websites, I'm talking about online shops, talking about sites selling clothes and jewellery and cars. I have some of these sites up and they're doing fantastic, they've been up for years and when you say to yourself, do you know what, I am so confident that I'm going to give you a two year technical support guarantee believe me, that's going to make your coding fantastic it will be the best thing you can possibly do so there's everything you need to know about technical support now as far as actually getting to the the five the five figures the six figures and all that stuff listen remember okay you know what's funny I actually have this phrase that I've started saying and the phrase is tomorrow Someone is going to sell a website for a five-figure sum. Why not you? Why not you? The last time I said this on the show, I thought, well, that's an interesting little uh, cliche. And then the next day, um, I sold a site for $20,000. It happened to me, you know. Um, now, Now, I'm not bragging and I'm not here to show off. As I said, you know, I'm happy to discuss all the things that aren't perfect, you know. Happy to discuss um, all of the challenges that I have with the tax man and losing an assistant developer. All of the challenges I have with uh, gee, all sorts of things. The bank acting a bit strange crazy business decisions. Listen, I'll talk all day about things which aren't perfect, okay? You need to know that this is real. This is all real and it's it's the truth, the truth. So I'm telling you guys how to take the leap from, you know, Fiverr to 50,000, you know? Why not? Why not you? And the funny thing is, is I'm saying this, I'm talking to the developers, and uh, uh, hang on, I think uh, just a quick message came in from Skype there. Actually, I have two computers today. This is very advanced, you know. I actually have two computers. This is so cool. I just don't know if the sounds working on this one, so I can't hear if there's any Skype action happening. Um, in any event, uh, <laughs> okay, someone's just said. Uh, I think it's Brian. Uh, is it Brian? I can't see. Hold on, I'm a, I, sorry, guys. I'm on my other computer, just showing off here. Is it Paul? I think it's Paul. It is Paul. How are you doing, Paul? I thought it was Brian. Gee, uh, he's just said. I hope the tax man isn't watching. <laughs> well, actually, I'm kind of covering myself just in case the tax man is watching because if I come on here and start saying that I live in a castle and I drive a Lamborghini, then the tax man's really going to be like, you know, hey, what you up to, you know? Truth of the matter is, folks, I've made some terrible mistakes, and I'll be glad to discuss those. I think that could be an entire show in its own right. In short, I would say I've probably never met any developer who makes as much as me and loses as much as me. It's like, yay! It's all the same! 20,000! Yay! And then the next day, it's like, what on earth happened? I could have swore that we'd made 20,000 there, but it's gone. Gone. Loans, bills, you know, um, just crazy stuff, you know, all sorts of things. But in any event, listen, listen. If you want to head to those levels, I mean Again, I'm I'm not being cocky. Ask Derek, he's around about sometimes. I'm hopefully gonna get him on again. I I can say to Derek, last time we were last time we were having a coffee together in Starbucks, just before all the tax stuff, I mean he was showing me some stuff and we kind of talk about what we're focusing on. And I can say to Derek, you know, I can meet Derek on a Monday and I'll say, do you know what, I think I'm going to make a couple of grand, uh, I think I'll make a couple of grand this week, couple of thousand, you know, and he'll say, cool, and we'll meet up three or four days later, and it's like, how did it go, and normally it's like, well actually I made four or five thousand, and I'm not bragging, folks, believe me, I'm, I'm not, okay, you can hear this in my voice, I'm, you know, I'm not coming on with super white teeth or anything, but i am in a position where i can pretty much do this at will i have massive production problems absolutely you know it's a challenge but in terms of getting high paid work in folks it is so easy and everyone is a winner um the what was i going to say there the key thing that i would say the the key piece of advice to struggling, you know, developers who cannot get above the couple of hundred dollars price mark. The key thing I would say is learn how to position yourself as an expert. Can you handle the vibe? Learn how to position yourself as an expert. Now that does not mean that you need to invent the next groundbreaking programming technology it doesn't mean that you have to be the next I don't know what's the name of the guy who invented ZEND you know you don't have to be that kind of person you see there's there's probably something that we can all be experts at pick your thing and become an expert I'm actually an expert at a couple of things I'm an expert at building sites really quickly. This is the calling card. And I always say I'll take the Pepsi challenge with anyone. You may be able to build fancier, you know, things and I don't know, maybe use new systems or something. But sit me down with a laptop side by side with anyone and I shall take the Pepsi challenge. I can virtually guarantee, I, I you know, I, I'm the fast guy. I'm very fast, and it's nothing to do with typing, nothing to do with intelligence, it's just to do with uh, modular web development, and if you're interested in that, look at Google. There's other things. You could be the expert, you could be the person who gets sites to the top of Google, or you could be the person who is an expert at building, let's say, video streaming websites, you know? like for example okay right now today within the next hour people are going to be paying tens of thousands for video streaming websites and it's very difficult to find information on how to do that okay these deals are going all the time what's to stop you launching yourself as being the video streaming expert you know video videostreamingexpert.com website couple of pages I am the video streaming guru. If you're thinking of doing video streaming, I am the person. I've been living and breathing video streaming since before they even had a name for it. I'm talking about positioning yourself as an expert. Can you handle the vibe, people? Can you handle the vibe? So... um, this is the thing that I think most developers struggle with. They, they don't really know how to position themselves as, as experts. Now, I've been around, uh, you know, like, keep the focus off of me, okay? Keep the focus off of me. I've been around some really talented developers and really high-earning developers. As I say, I've, you know, I, 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 I've been in, in the room Several times when six-figure sums are passing hands for websites. Can you believe it? Actually, um, I was in the room, I've mentioned this before, when a six-figure sum was paid for a Photoshop document. I kid you not. I can give you the names and addresses and everything. This is real. A Photoshop document. And it was a six-figure sum. Um, And when you look at this kind of universe and I you know I'm not being cocky but most of you guys have probably never lived in this universe you've never played the game at this level you know and that's not me being cocky or saying I'm better than you guys it, it's not saying anything about me as a developer it's just saying I've been around people who have done this and one of the things that I've noticed is Actually, sorry, a message just came in on Skype. Somebody said, ironically, you promote yourself as the (laughs) anti-guru. This is the funniest thing. This show was going for a year, and I was trying to act all successful. Nobody wants to know. Now I come on, and I talk about my problems, and suddenly I'm probably getting about four or five subscribers per day. It's kind of cool. So the pension plan's looking good. Anyway, what was I talking about there? Yeah, the one thing that I've noticed all of the high-paid, very high-paid developers are good at. Now, check them out. You probably know who some of them are, right? You can see them on uh, YouTube and whatnot. And the one thing that they're good at, and by the way, it's all the way from uh, guys like me, who is kind of maybe at the bottom of the spectrum. You know, I'm not in any way pretending to be a super successful, but from guys like me who can do sites for five, six figures, all the way up to people like Steve Jobs, and I'm not comparing myself to Steve Jobs. I don't even know the guy, okay? I I can't pass any opinion on him as a person, but the one thing that they, they have in common, and I think I can include myself in this family, and I'm sure you can as well. The one thing that we can all have in common is the ability To be a good presenter. Yes, indeed, people. The ability to be a good presenter. Think about it, right? I mean, everyone who knows about Apple, for example, they say that Steve Wozniak was the programming genius, but uh, Steve Jobs was the kind of front man. Now, I'm actually, you know, obviously I'm not, some Steve Jobs idolizer with completely different people. But regardless of what you may think of a guy like Steve Jobs he was a brilliant presenter. If you actually watch any of the Apple launches from just a few years ago look at how he launched the what's it called the MacBook Air. I'm using one just now and he'd go on stage with the envelope remember and he'd take the laptop out, the whole place would gasp. I mean, it was theatrical, it was, it was entertainment, you know? Look at the launch of the iPhone, it's all on YouTube, and if you check out Steve Jobs' presentations, they are absolutely fantastic. I'm not saying I would present exactly the same way. I mean, we all have different personalities, right? But there was a guy who really knew how to present and when when i look at all of the high paid developers it's the one thing they have in common they are all able to present and you know i guess presenting can mean selling right but even if you're not if you're not into selling maybe you've got someone else selling you still need to be able to present and and it's something that i think not enough people take seriously. Last night, uh, I finished a government website. That sounds really serious, right? Actually, it was no big deal, and if I'm entirely honest, it was one of the somewhat lower paid jobs that I've had. But I finished one last night, and I ended up, I thought, you know what, they're not going to know how to uh, do this thing, how to work this. Um, I'm going to make them some videos and I ended up staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning making videos just showing them how to work the site and it was just screencasts and it was just like okay you click this you click this here's how this works here you go now that's how seriously I take uh, presentation and that's how seriously you should take presentation learn how to position yourself as an expert learn how to present. Someone said here um, on the, I don't have too many numbers on Skype, I haven't told anyone I'm on, and it's a strange time. Uh, Paul's saying, compare that to Bill Gates way back when Windows 98 blue screened, he fell apart. That's right. Um, You know, actually Bill Gates really fell apart when you think of it. I mean, he... Pretty much, it's hard to believe, but, you know, it's like ancient history, but there was a time. Does anyone remember the time when people used to get excited at new Windows products and stuff like that? And you'd have this sense of anticipation, and it was like, man, what are they doing now? And I remember seeing videos of Bill Gates saying, in the future... There's going to be touch screens. Ding 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 ding, ding. you know, and we were all like, wow, touch screens, that's amazing. And <coughs> pardon me. And it's really amazing because um <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I'm just I, I, I'm receiving some interesting messages here on Skype. I actually have a live... I've installed live chat on the website just half an hour ago, but I don't think anyone's even going to use it because we're all so used to Skype just now. I'm just testing it all, you know. Um, in any event, you check out the high-earning developers. Now, forget about me, okay? Keep the focus off of me, right? Check out high well-known high-earning developers, take the guy, for example, take the guy I mentioned to him earlier, the guy Fabian from Symphony, he charges 3,000 euros per day, that's how much it is to hire him, okay, 3,000 euros per day, don't forget folks, there's almost, oh gee, I think there's about 1.5 euros in a dollar or something, I'm not sure, But check him out, and what you'll see is, is that he is good at presenting, you know, he's good at presenting. Now, what's interesting about this is, I know that I have a lot of folks who uh, are in my life, and they're developers who are maybe not American, or not from a native English-speaking country, and You know, I have people from all over, India. Uh, Yavo, who's been on, he's kind of a regular here, he's from Bulgaria. And I don't know where you're from, Fami, with the interesting exotic name. But if you are not from Europe or America or somewhere like that, if by any chance you happen to be from somewhere else, I don't know, Maybe, I don't know, maybe Africa or, you know, maybe India or wherever it may be. My advice is don't let that put you off. You can still be a fantastic presenter. It has nothing to do with tone of voice or accent or anything like that. You check out the symphony guy. There's your role model right there, okay? Can somebody tell me his name? It's just not right that I only know his first name. But check the guy out, look at his presentations on YouTube, you know, he, I mean, you know, he's he's probably not going to pick up an Oscar, but he's good at presenting, and we can all be good at presenting. And what you folks don't realise, what you folks do not realise, is that I'm actually showing you this stuff right now. I'm actually teaching you stuff, how to present right now and you're like no you're not I'm like yes I am you see it's really easy let me tell you something that I learned when I started doing these podcasts okay you know how when you hear your voice on tape and you hear have you ever heard your voice right and you say No that's not how I sound and it's just really miserable okay I have a news flash that's exactly how you sound? We all hate the sound of our voice. Okay, I mean, you know, first time I heard my voice, I completely hated it, and I was like, "No, it's horrible. I sound too feminine, and this that horrible Glaswegian accent." And I was just on this paranoid trip. Okay, now the good news is everyone kind of feels like that. The bad news is that is exactly how you sound. Thank you very much to Paul, by the way. He's just told me his name is Fabian Put- oh, gee. <laughs> You'll have to write it out like it's a five-year-old you're speaking to. Do you know what I mean, Paul? Anyway <laughs> uh, He's French. It's not that many syllables. Potentia and I just know that's not how you say it but there you go. We can all laugh at me. This is what happens when you live your life looking at just text. Anyway, listen. I'm talking about presenting, okay? Um, I can see Paul's typing here. We all have rubbish voices, okay? I mean, unless you are... uh, (laughs) Unless you are, you know... Some great, I don't know, Alec Guinness or the guy who played Darth Vader. I actually saw him in London quite recently. Um, unless you're one of those guys, we all have kind of rubbish voices, but you know, there's a few things you can do really easily and it will make the difference between night and day. Can you see what I'm doing as I'm talking here? I'm changing the pitch and I'm changing the rhythm, you see? So instead of saying something like, You can have a, you know, normal conversation, right? You can have a really good time if you uh, go check out the vibe. You can actually say, You can have a really good time if you check out the vibe. See, I'm changing the tone. I'm changing the pace. This is called presentational skills, people. And it's what some of you developers need to work on, if you ask me. And I'm basing this on what I'm looking at when I go to YouTube. Have you checked out some of the tutorials? It's insane. If you ever want to see how not to present, go to YouTube and look at some tutorials for PHP Frameworks. It's just like, hi guys, this is Doug here, showing you how to blah, 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 and it sucks. So, my advice, you know, figure out how to position yourself as an expert, figure out the presentational vibe, but remember, all of this technical stuff and all of this money stuff, it doesn't really matter. The only thing that matters is do you have freedom of time? Do you have freedom of location? I can't make anyone a millionaire. God only knows I have enough challenges myself. But I'm pretty sure I can give you guys some good advice on how to get freedom of time and freedom of location. The reason why I can do these shows almost five days per week is because I have that degree of freedom of time and location. And it's kind of cool, you know? So you can definitely figure that out. You can have, be, or do anything you want. And I believe in you. One other word that I'll very quickly say. You were saying, do I have any tips on how to learn frameworks and all of that stuff? Yes, I do. The tip is, get a hold of an expert, and get that expert to show you the stuff on TeamViewer and Skype, because if you're anything like me, then you'll be the kind of person who reads a manual and says, man, a YAML file, what on earth's a YAML, that sounds like a creature from Star Wars, you know. Uh, So you know, user guides generally suck, okay. I mean, let's be honest about it. And nothing beats having a person who you can interact with and talk with and all of that stuff. If you have to pay them, fantastic, pay them. It will be worth every penny. Hire someone, maybe an Elance, Fiverr or something, and say, look, I want a couple of lessons per week. I want two hours per week. Can you show me this stuff? I tried this, and let me tell you folks, I learned more about PHP in one evening than I had learned in an entire year. So actually that one-on-one help, it's really fantastic, ola Forget about books and forums and all of that normal stuff. One-on-one help is the key. But don't forget, there are official documents and we never want to stray too far from the official documents. Folks, I have so much I was wanting to talk about. This was going to be the National Boycott Internet Explorer Day. But I haven't had any time. I'm kind of out of time. And it's probably a good thing because, uh, you know, if the numbers go up, then maybe (laughs) maybe someday in the future they'll come on and sponsor the show. How cool would that be? That may not actually be as outrageous as it sounds. I think they sponsored the Locker Gnome guy. You know who I mean? The tech guy. I think he got sponsored by Microsoft. I'm not entirely sure. Sorry, I dropped my pen. Um, so I'm afraid I haven't had a chance to talk about that. I haven't had a chance to talk about Code Igniter vs. blah, 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 versus blah, blah. I haven't really had a chance to talk about anything. But I'm going to keep the title of this show as Code Igniter vs. Laravel vs. Symphony. And the reason why I'm going to make that the title... Is because there is no more surefire way to get thousands of visitors (laughs) than a title like that. Listen, it's crazy, but I'm not just here feeding my eagle. Eagle? Eagle? That's the posh way of saying eagle. I used to have an eagle, but then I upgraded and got an eagle. Listen, folks, it's nothing to do with the, the eagle trip. I just have to look after the pension plan. Maybe someday my arms will fall off and I'll say, what can I do? And if I have listeners, then maybe I can come on and beg for money, you know? I'm not at that stage yet, though, and maybe that's a good thing. Folks, I shall see you very soon. Hopefully tomorrow I've got two websites to build and launch in the next 24 hours. Wish me luck. Good luck to you. I hope everything is good. I hope everything is profitable. I hope you're feeling good. And um, listen man, fami, I spent the whole show talking about your questions here. You were talking about stress. Stress, take a break. Go smell the flowers. Look at the trees. Focus on the colour of the sky. And when you take a break... Don't take a break and say, right, I'm going to plan the next framework, we're going to plan what we're doing here, yeah, we'll build this and I'm going to build that. No, when you take a break, you basically say no to all of those problems. Take regular breaks during the day, folks. I'm saying this because I care for you, okay? Take regular breaks, at least four or five per day, enjoy them, relax and have fun. Stay cool, people. And I shall see you tomorrow. Bye!